Exploring Chiropractic, Episode 31, Anglo-European College of Chiropractic with Charlie Bertoya. Hey guys, I want to tell you about Backblaze.com. Backblaze is unlimited data backup for your Mac or PC for just $5 a month. Now look, everything's going digital these days. Even schools are requiring iPads. Teachers are not giving printed notes. They're giving you digital notes. You don't want to lose this stuff. And trust me, I've lost things in the past and it hurts. Backblaze is recommended by big names in tech like Walt Mossberg, John Gruber, Marco Arment. It's going to automatically back up all your files, including documents, photos, music, movies. It's unlimited files, unlimited file size, unlimited speed, and get this, it will back up all of your attached external drives. That's right, so not just the stuff on your computer, but you've got your your old photos, your old movies, uh, you can back up everything that's attached to your computer. Check it out, exploringchiropractic.com slash backblaze. Welcome back to Exploring Chiropractic. I am Nathan Cashin, Dr. Nathan Cashin now. Uh, this is, though, still the only chiropractic student podcast geared for students and prospective students. We're going to start getting back to exploring all of the universities, the chiropractic colleges around the globe. I'm excited to get back to that. And joining me today from England is Charlie Bertoia. Charlie, thanks for getting on with me. Brilliant. Thank you, Nathan, for having me. Uh, Professor Dave Newell, who teaches at AECC, uh, got us in touch, and I'm so glad. Um, Tell me a little bit about England and the AECC. So this is the Anglo-European College of Chiropractic. Do I have the name right? Yeah, that's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah, so it's the oldest college in Europe, uh, founded in first graduating class, 1965. So we just finished our 50th year. It's um, located in Bournemouth, which is right on the south coast. So it's a beach school. It's uh, about 550, 600 students. And uh, we, yeah, we do mainly chiropractic as well as some other courses in uh, related fields. Very cool. So you're a full university. I was looking, uh, I've, you know, on exploringchiropractic.com slash schools. I've got a map of all the U.S schools and then all the international schools yeah so i want to make sure this is updated i've got three schools in the uk one of them in wales yeah and then mctimony and aecc yeah exactly so um uh, or the welsh institute of chiropractic is in south of wales then there's the acc in bournemouth which is south of england and then mctimony is uh in oxford Very cool. I love England. I spent a little while there for one summer when I was a competing ballroom dancer. Uh, So you guys just had, uh, well, Blackpool is where the, (laughs) one of the biggest world competitions is. And, uh, you know, they kind of explained it to me that Blackpool is the Las Vegas of England. Something like that. (laughs) I thought it was a pretty, pretty close description. Uh, but there's a, a huge ballroom competition. I was on a formation team. But then we did tour around. And so I got to see, of course, London. Uh, uh, York, I think, was my favorite town. We went all the yeah. way up to, um, uh, where did we get to? We did get into Scotland just for okay. about one day or two. Uh, so I got to Aberdeen and Edinburgh. 
Lovely, a bit, nice. Yeah, I mean, the UK is a beautiful place. Now, you're not from the UK, though. No, no. Toronto, born and raised. Canada. I'm, I'm detecting a little bit, though, of a British accent already. <laughs> <laughs> Quite possibly. My uh, wife-to-be is British, so she's sort of forcing it on me. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. I, I find myself using some very uh, South African or New Zealand phrases. My fiancé is both South African and New Zealand. So oh, I, 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 I understand it's difficult to hang on to our, our native accents. Let's get bullied into it. <laughs> well, why then did you, I mean, you've got CMCC, uh, you've yeah. also got tons of schools in the U.S. that are easy for the Canadians to go to. Yeah. Why Anglo-European College? Yeah, man, it was, um, I decided I was going to go to chiropractic college, and uh, I really wanted international experience. Being Canadian, being from Toronto, I love the multicultural thing. And I know that at CMCC, or if you go to the American schools, uh, you know, the the majority of the students are going to be Canadian or American. Whereas if I come to England, uh, even if 100% of the students are are English, they're all foreign to me. But <laughs> I uh, love that. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, all yeah, foreign exactly. to me. That's excellent. <laughs> they're all foreign to me. Um, but at the end of the day, it turns out the AACC is 60% international and 40% English. So you end up with students from all over the world. Um, and so it's just that combined with, you know, the, the cost is fairly equivocal uh, between Canada and England, and the degree is completely transferable. So those three things make sort of a winning combination for me. The multicultural aspect, I, I totally agree with, and I was listening to a podcast. Uh, some of the listeners might know the Tim Ferriss show, popular, oh, yeah. hugely popular. He interviewed Malcolm Gladwell, who is a, a well-known uh, New York Times bestseller author. And, and one of Tim's favorite questions at the end of the show is, if you could go back and give your 30-year-old self some advice, what's the best piece of advice? And Malcolm Gladwell, Gladwell's answer was, get out of North America. Yeah, I mean, exactly. people say, like, it's the most important place in the world. And he's like, it's not. You've got to go experience other countries. And doing your graduate or undergraduate program is a great way. Now, for Canadian students, I mean, you're within the Commonwealth. Is it? Does that make it appreciably easier to get to uh, chiropractic college in England or could a U.S. student do it as well? No, so it's no different as a Canadian than a U.S. student. Um, same visa application, same visa process. Um, so yeah, no, no difference. Um, for anyone who's a non-EU student, then uh, it's the same visa application. Excellent. Well, we're recording this um, uh, towards the end of June 2016. If you're paying attention to the news, a huge topic right now is what is known as Brexit. Now, I, I didn't understand what this was until it actually happened. <laughs> because you're there, can you just explain it really quickly, what Brexit is? Yep. So essentially, uh, the EU is a group of states that are in an economic agreement. Um, yeah, I think it's 27 or 28. It might be 27 now. It was 28 states uh, across Europe. Is it, so the European uh, Union. Yeah, in the Union that... Uh, amongst other things, they have economic uh, benefits from each other as well as um, migration. So there's free movement amongst people. And the British public on the 23rd of June of this year, 2016, decided uh, by a 52 to 48% uh, majority to leave the EU. So Brexit is the British exit from the EU. So that makes it a little more difficult to travel in front, well, I guess from England or to England, 
within the the European countries, whereas within the Union, it's like sort of almost one passport. Like you're almost a citizen of all the countries. Yeah. So so right now nothing's changed. Um, they have up to based on something called the Lisbon Treaty, they have up to two years to exit, and even then they may not change the um, the freedom of movement. So countries like Norway or Switzerland, which are both they're, they're not EU countries. They can still move freely within Europe, so um, they probably won't change that just because everything is so connected that um, getting rid of the freedom to movement would be a really kind of difficult um, stance. So, so as you say, yes, yeah, it's, it's almost as if it's one passport. So they have British passports, but they they don't have to get a visa or, or go through special immigration to say go to France. They just get on the ferry, go across. Nice. I was noticing on on AECC's website, there's a couple of uh, very recent uh, news releases, I guess, talking about Brexit, talking about the EU referendum, uh, explaining just what you said, no immediate changes to immigration. Uh, It's a bit unclear whether there will be a long-term effect on students, on international students. Uh, But for now, it sounds like you guys are comfortable, you're going to continue your program, nothing's going to change. Yeah, and no changes to the funding or anything like that. So as you say, business as usual. That's nice. (laughs) On the website, there's a wonderful video that just kind of shows an overview of the school. And, (laughs) you know, sure enough, it reminds me of England. It's a beautiful campus, some (laughs) old architecture. What's when you get to school, what's the first thing you see? Uh, when you go in, the first thing you see is the massive old convent, which is what our school is in. Uh, so it's that big gray brick building. Uh, convent as in Catholic yes, nuns? that's what it used to be until the 80s. Oh yeah. my gosh. So I'm beginning to see a pattern. Multiple chiropractic schools are what used to be Catholic, I, well, I guess schools or convents. Uh, University of Western States was an old Catholic girls' school. Logan, yeah. uh, their library is inside of a Catholic theater. It's kind of cool. Yeah, our library is so in the church. So AECC is one more to add to that. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, any stained glass windows in there, or what is it Many. look like? <laughs> yeah, so it just looks like the inside of a church with a bunch of books in it <laughs> and some desks. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's quite cool. It kind of has that, that old vibe. That As a North American, it's what you picture as England, I think. Um, old buildings and greenery and you know stone walls and that sort of thing and then behind that uh, we have our amazing fairly new clinic which was purpose-built in 2009 and it's a big kind of white modern building so it's sort of juxtaposed there Um, but yeah it's a lovely campus nice and enclosed small but big enough about how many buildings do you guys have four Okay, so four, yeah, it's, four, that's four big buildings, yeah. So small and compact, but but still spacious enough to to hold. How many students are in the school right now, roughly? So total uh, is about seven hundred and fifty. Uh, chiropractic is about five hundred and fifty, five hundred. Um, but we also have our school of ultrasound studies, uh, our exercise science program, an access program, and then several postgrad uh, masters. Or, uh, yeah, postgrad masters. So, Very okay. cool. So it's a bit more of an integrative program. Exactly. Uh, now, for the, I guess I should say just for the U.S., because it, it seems to be the same outside of the U.S., 
here we have a doctor of chiropractic. Yeah. But in in most other countries, that's not the degree that's conferred upon you. Can you no. explain what you get? Yeah. So on school? the course I am right now, it's a it's a, a three plus two model. So you do a BSc and then an MSc. So you have a BSc human sciences and then an MSc in chiropractic, and you graduate with your MSc in chiropractic, and then you do a program called the PRT. Um, which is done through the Royal College of Chiropractors, and then you are you're given the DC at the end of that. Um, so you do get a DC. You do get a DC, yeah. But it's, oh, interesting. it's not okay. the degree you graduate with, as such. Um, uh, so maybe more of a, a more diploma of honor, certification. Yeah, 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 more like an honorary title rather than a that's your degree. Um, and a lot of it has to do with the fact that in North America, uh, Canada does the DC thing as well as the degree you graduate from. You need a degree before you go into the program, so or you need to have done some university. Um, whereas in England, you can go in straight out of school. So you finish high school, you can go straight into chiropractic. That's kind of cool. That Again, very yeah. similar to New Zealand for medical school, South Africa. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, now, if I were either in Canada or the United States, and let's say I, I did the normal undergrad, which is traditional for yep. us, a uh, four-year yep. program where I get a bachelor's in science. Yep. Yeah. If I then want to go to chiropractic school there, do I still have to do those first three years for the BSc? Uh, so that's already changed, actually. So it's gone back to what we call an MCARO, which is an integrated uh, f- four-year program. Um, but the answer is sort of, uh, depending <laughs> on what you... <laughs> as always, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Depending on what your degree was in, how well you did in it, that sort of thing. You can be apelled into the system, so into second year, maybe into third year, um, depending on what you did before. So we have some students who join us that were physiotherapists, or they were osteopaths, or they've done something like that, where they're going straight into year three usually. Uh, Whereas we have we have other students that maybe did they, they did a full bachelor of science in biology. Well, they can skip year one, which is more the anatomy, the physiology, the pathology, pharmacology stuff, and go kind of into year two, where it starts getting a bit more hands on, a bit more nitty gritty. Very cool. So students, even if they've done their prereqs to go to chiropractic college in the U.S., they're not going to lose time, really, as long as they match up. That sounds very neat. Well, you and I know, I think, that schools are not identical. Uh, A lot of prospective (laughs) students see chiropractic and find the nearest one to them. But but there's kind of a spectrum yeah. there. You know, there's schools that focus a lot on philosophy and technique, and there's other schools that want you to be primary care. Where does AECC fit on that spectrum? Yeah, definitely on the primary care uh, aspect. Um, we we are exposed to philosophy, and we have a class called professional practice, where um, you know it's it's taught to us in its its most basic sense. I think as in more of a historical uh, perspective. Uh, and technique, well, you know, we we obviously get plenty of technique through the years to allow us to be in clinic and then go out and practice. But there's not, um, I wouldn't say an overemphasis on it. Whereas in some some colleges, you might be expected to learn nine, ten techniques. Uh, we're more taught uh, diversified. Plus, you know, you get extra bits throughout, and maybe Gonstead or extra bits uh, in clinic you start getting exposed to different techniques so you can maybe decide oh actually i'm going to go off-site to this seminar or off-site to this seminar because i kind of gel with that technique uh, but we're definitely just uh, you know focus on on the science and the 
the basic sciences, I should say, as well as a, a really large uh, emphasis on the diagnosis and really having your diagnosis be really spot on. Very cool. You know, I, I follow a lot of chiropractors and chiropractic groups on Facebook uh, on both, you know, on, on all aspects of that spectrum that I mentioned. And there, yeah. there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of talk about this recent statement by the schools in Europe about subluxation and a, a kind of about philosophy. Um, yeah. How did that affect you and, and what was their goal with that statement? Uh, it didn't affect us as an institution too much. So the ECCE, which is the European Chiropractic Council of Education, um, which I actually sit on as a student panel member, uh, they came up with this statement kind of saying to be part of the ECCE, to be accredited by the ECCE, uh, which is the body that allows you to practice outside the country that you studied in, um, you have to kind of at least follow these sort of basic things. And it's all the ECC schools in uh, Europe as well as South Africa. And I believe one Macquarie in Australia as well has, has signed this agreement to kind of say that this is how we'll uh, deliver our education. And because we were already ECCE accredited, it didn't really change it because it was already stuff that the college uh, was doing and teaching and believing in. Now, about a year or so ago, I interviewed a student from Barcelona Chiropractic College, and it sounds yes. like they, uh, since then, they've lost that accreditation. Is that because of this statement? Does it have anything to do with that that you know of? Um, I don't think so. I don't, I'm not sure if they had the accreditation or if, I know they were applying for it and they didn't get it. That's I'm right, because sure. they're a brand new school. Uh, I think they were just about to graduate their first class. Yes, yeah, that's right. So I think it might have had part of it uh, and that the that their standard and the ECCE standard didn't didn't line up eye to eye with certain things. That sounds about right. I'll, uh, right. Yeah, I'll have to do, re, do a kind of a follow-up interview with uh, Barcelona because it sounded like such a great school in so many ways. Uh, yes. One that I found fascinating was because they had so many international students, they had, yeah. they had translators. Is that something that's available to students at AECC? Uh, it, it isn't. We do offer, um, there's, a, there's a guy, his name is Rick, who can help you with uh, language for English. Um, everyone has to pass their basic uh, English equivalency exams before they come to the AECC, if they're from a non-English speaking country. Um, I think part of the reason, and it might be the laziness of English-speaking countries, is we sort of expect everyone else to speak English. Isn't it true? <laughs> I was just watching uh, on Netflix the the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I don't know if you yeah. if you've seen this, and no, I haven't. You know, the story is she's she's stuck in a in a a bomb shelter for ten years with you know three American girls and this one uh, Spanish-speaking woman, and they're they're finally rescued and saved and. Someone says to the Spanish woman, you know, 10 years and you still haven't learned English. And she replies in Spanish, well, these in colorful language, they didn't learn my language. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's such a good description of, of the, American, the English speaking countries that, yeah, we, we just expect people to come and learn ours. Um, of course, exactly. Barcelona is in Spain, and so they, they are 
going above and beyond by offering English in their courses. Yeah. So, yeah, but I, is it true that do they, do they have to pass their final exams in Spanish though? I, I don't know. I don't think that we got to that. The student was uh, yeah. still in their second year, I believe. Okay, because there was something. One of the colleges in Spain, I think, they have the translators, and that's fine. And it's just your final exam needs to be in Spanish, so you essentially have four years to learn the language. <laughs> or, I think that's fair. I think it's fair as well. You know, put a time cap on it, a little pressure. <laughs> Getting Rosetta Stone out in year three, you know. You mentioned that you do get exposure to a, a wide variety of techniques. Uh, I'm curious yep. about the student community. Are there other extracurricular opportunities, either clubs or sporting events, that your students do? Yeah, yeah loads. Uh, as for clubs, let's, we'll start with chiropractic, I suppose. Um, we have uh, we have a Gonstead specific club that's run to improve the upskill in that. Uh, we also uh, recently a, a group of students have started one of those um, adjusting ninjas clubs. If you've heard of that, I have. Yeah, from LifeWest, uh, I've been trying to get them on the podcast, yeah. but cool stuff. So they, a group of students, have started one of those, um, and they seem to enjoy it. And we have WCCS, obviously, uh, out of the college. That's the World Congress of Chiropractic Students. That's exactly it, and um, and we have quite a big chapter at the ACC. And then, as well, we have a couple other clubs like uh, Rehab to Performance, which is one of Craig Liebenson's, uh ventures. Yeah, that's right. That's excellent that you guys yeah. have that over there. Yeah, so, I didn't. I didn't know how far-reaching that was. Yeah, well, Craig's a good friend at the college, and he comes over every couple of years to deliver his seminars. And uh, and so through him and our, our clinic director, they kind of set up one of those. And as for sports teams, we have. Um, teams on site so we have a football team a rugby team uh hockey um i mean field hockey english hockey okay not, not, proper, not proper hockey even you you weren't able to bring the ice over were you unfortunately not <laughs> unfortunately not and uh and then we also have partnership with a bigger university in the town bournemouth university where we can play on their sports teams as well and they have you know all the teams you'd have in a normal university Cool. So they can join that, uh, just join up with the other school and be part of their sporting. That's that's pretty yeah, awesome. Yeah, do it. Do a trial just like at any other any other university. Right. Right. Very cool. Man, I'm starting to really uh, really like the idea of going to ECC. If I had to do it all over again, okay, um, you're always welcome. What about your? I, I believe you are now in in the clinical aspect of yep. of school so w what is that like for you or how many patients are you seeing and i mean how much of a real uh real life exposure to practice do you feel like you're getting yeah so uh right now on my course it's a nursing clinic so i've just finished the first year sat all our exams so now we're into the second year it's it's as busy as you make it, I think, like any school's clinic. You know, there's some students that are, you know, eight hours a day every day, and there's other students that seem to have two patients a day, three times a week. Um, but, you know, we have great exposure to patients. Our clinic's seen over 63,000 patients, and we um, have something like 50,000 outpatient visits a year. So wow. we're really busy. It's a 34-room treatment uh, facility. Um do you have any satellite facilities or is it all on the campus? 
We have one. Uh, well, we have one in Southampton, which is now shut, and we have one at Bournemouth University as well. And then we also send treatment teams out. We have a relationship with Red Bull Formula One Racing, and we have a relationship with AFC Bournemouth, which is an English Premier League soccer team. So we send send boys out and, and girls out there to, to treat the, the players, as well as a program we call Sprint, which is uh, interns go out and work with local sports teams, uh, be it you know, rugby or athletics or swimming or, or whatever, and provide pitch side uh, first aid as well as pitch side uh, treatment. Um, and then also kind of that functional screening and exercise adaptation so they can you know excel in their sport. I, I think you mentioned that there is a, a, something equivalent to a sports medicine program at the school. Yeah, well, it's, it's called exercise science. So it's a, it's a three years bachelor of science uh, course, um, which is, I suppose, similar perhaps, it's maybe like a pre-physio, you know, before you went and did your master's of physio or something like that back home, mm-hmm. something like that, maybe like a kinesiology, uh, a bachelor's of kinesiology degree. Got it, right. Very common. would be the North American equivalent. Yeah, very common pre-med uh, exercise science is yeah. what my degree is in. Okay, okay. yeah. So is there anything, uh, any, any, in the U.S. we've got the uh, certified chiropractic sports physician, or a lot of schools now are doing masters in sports medicine. Is there any yes. sports-specific certification or qualification that students can do while at school? Uh, yes. So typically not uh, when you're doing your chiropractic degree as such, but afterwards we have a, a postgraduate master's in applied professional practice in exercise and rehabilitation or functional rehabilitation. Uh, through the Royal College of Chiropractors, there's a, um, a sports-specific stream that you can go down, uh, community seminars, um, upskilling, working towards some sort of fellowship or something like that. And then there's also the ICSSD, which I think you have in the States as well, which is through uh, FIX. Is that... Possibly. Uh, it sounds familiar, but say it again, it's the IS... S- ICSSD, ICSSD, which is the it's the International Chiropractic Certification of Sports okay. Doctorate or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So that's through the Fed. The, sure, it's basically the international CCSP for us. Okay, right, mm-hmm. right. It's the one that lets you work at the Olympics and all those big international events and, mm-hmm. and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been getting some emails about that for Rio coming up. Um, Yes. So, so I, I lived in Brazil and I speak Portuguese and my dream was to go to oh, the really? Olympics. But gosh, uh, seeing the, you know, the news reports about how prepared they are, I, I'm pretty hesitant. To yes, get down there. might be a great experience regardless. I'm, I'm sure it would be, but uh, I'll be honest. I feel you. Yeah, the, the Zika kind of, and, and I know how dangerous uh, certain areas of Brazil can be. So that yeah. certainly makes me hesitate. Um, well, I want to ask just a few more quick questions. Uh, these are kind of yeah, no more worries. fun, sometimes challenging. Um, thinking over the past few years since you started school at ACC, what what's one of the best experiences that you can remember? That is challenging. Um, wow. The best experience, I suppose, would be getting into clinic for the first time and treating your first patient. I know it's probably cliche, but it's quite true. You feel quite good. Um, 
I'm also fortunate enough to be the student union president at the college. And so I get loads of great little experiences and insights into how the college works um, almost on a daily basis. So it's, that's a really difficult question to answer. I think you answered that well. Yeah, the, fir- the first patient always uh, the scariest, but most gratifying, I think. Oh, the scariest patient was probably my 30th patient because it was my first baby. That was terrifying. How old? <laughs> uh, she was three and a half weeks old. Oh, my. That's very young. Yeah. It's terrifying. Younger than I would be comfortable with myself. <laughs> um, well, you've, you've shared a lot of great things about the school, but I do want to know if you could change one thing about your school, what would it be? Um. Hmm. I personally, I, I think I'd make it um, make it harder and a bit more fast paced. Uh, you know, it's a difficult school. Obviously, any chiropractic program is, but uh, I just really like that competitive academic uh, academic feel. So I'd, I'd make it more uh, competitive. Maybe more frequent exams. Sometimes we only have one exam for the whole year in a course, which you know, means that there's A, a lot of pressure on that exam, but B, it's, um, it's uh, maybe not representative of the learning you've been doing all through the year. So, yeah, I really like competitive academia, so. I, I guess I didn't ask, what, what is your term? Are you, do you have classes for a full year? Or are you on trimesters, quarters, semesters? So, we're not, yeah, we're on semesters. So okay. we have, um, used, depending on the course, exams in January and exams in summer. So you do uh, 12, three 12-week 12 terms, and you're examined by a semester, if that makes sense. Okay. So it's like a 12 plus 3, and then you're examined in the fourth week of the second term. So that's how it makes it, 18-week semester. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I can, I can imagine just one exam for a course makes it really difficult. You don't, you don't know how to prepare for the test questions and that type of thing. Uh, yeah, and I think I, I probably gave you a bit of a different answer than a lot of other people, but it's. I think it, it goes to a bit of that dichotomy in our profession, doesn't it? Whereas some people are looking at it a bit more medical and coming at it as sort of like an academic way, while other people are coming at it as a very practical thing. You know, they might want to see more, more practical this or more seminars this, more techniques that, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. And so... The schools reflect that by giving more space. Um, the academics maybe are a little bit less challenging in certain areas. Yeah. Um, so that they can spend the time to focus. I mean, I honestly, there are many days where I would not go to the adjusting lab during lunch because my mind was just so exhausted from class that I just wanted to yeah. sit and eat and not have to think for a while. So yeah. uh, I can understand trying to find that balance. Well, excellent. Charlie, this has been so fun to chat with you and to hear about England. It's making me want to get back there. Uh, I just had just had my birthday and I was reminiscing that when I was there six years ago, I, w- I was there on my birthday and I, the one thing I wanted to do while we were walking around York was to have a proper high tea. And, oh, yeah. and so I broke off from the group, which was kind of against the rules at the time, and, and found just this beautiful place and had... You know the tea and the crumpets and, yeah, the, yeah. and the macarons and everything. So I'm I'm missing England. I think it's excellent that you have the the experience. Uh, before we go, I, 
I like to share a tick pick, something that you think would be valuable for other students to know about. What do you have in mind? Yes, I was thinking about this, and I think um, you know seminars are great, uh, all those sorts of things are great, but getting to the big conferences for whatever association, so the British Chiropractic Association or the, the American Chiropractic Association, or in England, uh, Europe, I should say, we also have the ECU, which is the European Chiropractic Union, so that sort of is the umbrella body over all the associations in Europe. And just getting to these things and networking, meeting different chiropractors from you know different countries or different states, um, and just finding out what they do, how they do it, speaking to the experts, I think it's just one of the best ways to upskill yourself as quickly as possible. Sounds great. I'm looking at the European Chiropractors Union webpage, and it looks like they provide a, f- a fair amount of resources here. They, they even just got a list of seminars that are being offered. Uh, D- yeah. DNS is coming in July. DNS is one that I've really enjoyed. Uh, Activator coming up. So always good to have a big group that, that can bring in those quality seminars for you to take. Yeah, exactly. If I might, I want to share a pick, um, something I came across recently. I, you know, when I was in school, I was always about finding that tool that would help me study more effectively, more efficiently. Yeah. Um, and so I would, you know, have flashcards on my iPhone um, that I could sync to my computer and, and take pictures of things. Uh, and then just after I graduated, I found out about this website and iPhone app called Osmosis. You can find okay. it at osmosis.org. And it's an iPhone study app. It's built for medical students. And what they do is they actually take the curriculum from the school. I don't know how they do this. It's some kind of technological magic. They will scan or download the PowerPoint presentations that the professors use, the textbooks they've all got. And it will pump out automatically a study plan you and so you pretty much don't have to do anything other than upload the curriculum and then each morning you will be presented with questions that you need to review now again it's right now it's for medical students I've contacted them and they're they're interested in doing it for chiropractic they just have to collaborate with the school but the other thing that they offer is a YouTube channel and you can just search YouTube for osmosis and they produce almost one a day these five to ten minute whiteboard style videos about the basic sciences. And so just the other day, oh, cool. there was one about osteoarthritis. And, yeah. and it was just such a great review where they're talking about uh, hyaluronic acid and how you know joints work and then what breaks down to then lead to osteoarthritis. And I mean, it's when you're going through your basic sciences, this could be huge video on yeah. congestive heart failure rheumatic fever uh autism just i mean really great videos that are kind of done in the khan academy style if you're familiar with that uh yeah. beautiful drawings so osmosis is kind of my recommendation for any students maybe preparing for boards on the uh, basic sciences yes yes fun times coming ahead <laughs> <laughs> i'm so glad to be done with that But I do still empathize from a distance. Yes. Well, Charlie Charlie Bertoia, thank you for joining me on Exploring Chiropractic. It's been awesome to learn about the Anglo-European College of Chiropractic. If students want to get in touch with you and find out a little bit more, where can they find you online? Yeah, so Facebook, Charlie Bertoia, B-E-R-T-O-I-A. 
Instagram or Twitter. It's all the same name. I keep it really simple. Um, and you can just feel free to shoot me over a message. Uh, or if you have a, a question specifically about the AECC, you can go to Bertoia C, B-E-R-T-O-I-A-C at A-E-C-C dot A-C dot U-K and shoot me an email and I'll be happy to answer any of your questions. Thanks. I'll put some of that information in the show notes so people can find you. Well, thanks again. Yeah, pleasure. Good luck in your last year of clinic and oh, brilliant. enjoy the future as a chiropractor. Oh, thank you very much. You as well. Don't forget to get your unlimited data backup for your Mac or PC for just $5 a month by going to exploringchiropractic.com slash backblaze.